Ever had a moment that really sticks with you? This week we talk about some of our favorite Florida wow moments. From Tampa, Florida, this is Sunshine State of Mind. Hello and welcome to Sunshine State of Mind, the podcast where we talk about everything fun under the Florida sun, whether that's the theme parks and local attractions, beaches and hidden gems, events, reviews, reports, and rankings to help you get the most of your time in Florida, whether you're on vacation or a permanent tourist like us. Our website is sunshinestatepodcast.com, our Twitter handle is at Florida Podcast, and you can email us at contact at sunshinestatepodcast.com. I'm Andy. And I'm Shannon. Welcome to Sunshine State of Mind. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? I've got the jet lag feeling that always comes as, right? soon, as, as soon as... Daylight savings time. Yep. And I, I'm definitely a daylight savings time proponent. I'm on team daylight savings time. I know... You mean team daylight savings time all the time. Team DST all... I don't know about all the time. All, all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I don't... Yeah, that would be weird to I, do it all the time. I think it would be great because then you would have long days every... I, well, that's the, the time. thing. I like having it sunny later, but... Yeah. Wow, I have like such deja vu here. Like, I feel like we've had this conversation once before exactly one year ago because we're coming up on like our one year anniversary of this. We're not there yet. We're not but, there yet. Yeah, it's in April, but... But so we did not have this conversation okay. this time last it's, year. But we may have had it when daylight savings time ended in October. But I don't get the or November. I don't get the was. ninja blow dart in the neck. I'm tired all day feeling from that. Oh, I do. Do you? I, I get it both times. I it's like one hour, it. and it feels like forty. I always get it like summertime or springtime when we do the daylight savings time thing. But it's weird. I like it because yeah, I, I, I like daylight savings time too. I just wish it would stay. One way, not change back and forth. They want to do that. I heard that they there's a movement to do that just in Florida to be the only yeah. state to have permanent daylight savings time. We're not the only one. Well, there's some states some that don't. States, there's some like, states that don't do it at all. I think Arizona, Indiana don't do it, but I think Florida wants to go to the opposite extreme and do daylight savings time, all per, the time. permanently. Yeah, which that would be weird because then we'd be a whole hour ahead or behind everybody when it comes to TV scheduling and only for half the year. All that stuff. <laughs> only for half the. Then not we catch even back up. really because it's. Not not it doesn't now it's they pushed it back and, and and you know earlier so that daylight saving times is longer so it doesn't daylight saving time doesn't end until november now and it doesn't start and it starts in march so and what is that november december january February, well it's march. funny because isn't the other one called standard time there's standard time and daylight savings time but now daylight savings time is longer so why don't we just call that standard time if it's the longer period of time <laughs> I don't know. and then call standard time I feel like this is like a who's on first episode. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, have you seen the announcement that Bush Gardens made this week? Yes, because not, you showed it to not me. Not to completely change the subject. <laughs> um, are you going to do it? Are you going to go on it? Yeah, of course. When it goes open. Because you don't like drops. I don't care. I'll, I'll try anything once. You've never been on Falcon's Fury, even Except once. Falcon's Fury. Except Falcon's <laughs> Fury. I'll do anything once, but I won't do that. It's like a meatloaf song. Yeah. So this week, Bush Gardens is actually coming up on 60 years old. Do you know that? In June, they're going to be 60. So nice. We should do some kind of special. They don't special, look a day over 40. They don't look a day over 40. <laughs> uh, but this week, they announced, this is going to be pretty epic, actually. I'm actually legitimately excited about this. So uh, they just announced, and they've already started construction on it. And we've talked about this a little bit. We've, we've heard some speculation and some rumors that they are bringing in a ridiculous new roller coaster 
for next year. This year, Tigris opens up. That's the backwards, forwards launch roller coaster opens up this spring. Uh-huh. Next year, next year in 2020, they just announced that they are going to have the tallest, fastest, and steepest hybrid roller coaster uh, in North America. It's going to be the fastest and steepest in North in the world and the tallest in North America. So it's going to... And it's going in, at... The Guazi site, right? It's going at the Guazi site. So Guazi's the roller coaster we've mentioned a bunch of times. It's the old wooden coaster. Not that old. I mean, I think they built it in the late 80s and they tore it down or not. They didn't tear it down. They closed it I remember a couple when years it ago. opened. Yeah. And I remember when it closed. So it's, it definitely wasn't that old, right. you know? Because, right. you know, I'm young. I'm only like 20. <laughs> in your dreams. <laughs> But you did. You got to see that thing open and end in your life in your lifespan. Yeah, you got I to mean, see the entire lifespan. Thing. I guess that's. I guess that's a you know something to put on my gravestone. Right. Watched Guazi. <laughs> read out. Read, watched it open. Wrote it. Watched it die. But it actually never tore it down. That's the thing we've talked about this. That yeah. It, it was always sitting out there, and we thought, well, it's kind of an eyesore. This old wooden coaster, but they're incorporating parts of the old. Guazi that's been sitting there into the new one. That's so cool. A hybrid coaster is sort of like when you look at it, it looks like a wooden coaster, but the tracks and the the steel layout of the tracks is more modern than that. It's more in line well, with a steel even coaster. Wooden, tro- wooden coasters have steel tracks. Right, right. It's it's hard to explain. If you see it, you'll know what I mean. Like the tracks, yeah. it uses the wood to sort of hold the whole structure together, but the steel... It's just smoother. Track is smoother, and it can do loops, and it can do barrel rolls and all yeah. kinds of stuff. I, wa- I went on one of these a couple summers ago up at the Six Flags Park in Gurney, Illinois, called Goliath, and it was great. I absolutely loved That's cool. it. And this is going to be way bigger than that. So um, 2020, we have a... It's funny, Huge you know, new when, I, to look forward to. when I think of Guazi as it is now, just standing there and kind of looks overgrown and abandoned. Yeah. It so looks like a an old, like haunted, abandoned theme park. It does. It looks like a setting for like a post-apocalyptic zombie movie yeah, in, totally. in a theme park, right? It totally does. Like, and I feel like that in and of itself could be an attraction, you know, like Obviously, they'd have to safen it up, you know, make it safe and everything. But I, I mean, I would pay to go into some kind of post-apocalyptic feeling theme park. You know what I mean? Well, wouldn't it have been cool if they would have opened that up for uh, it Hollow's, like an escape room or, or Hollow Scream? Have, yeah. a, have a haunted house have, around it oh, during yeah. Hollow Scream? That'd be cool. That Probably not be, safe. No, but, but I mean, they can make it safe, but it just would cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, I but love that. That's a that cool would idea. Be cool, yeah. That would be very, very cool. So I have a, we mentioned in our little intro, hidden gems we like to hit. And every now and then we like to recommend these hidden gems. So this morning, um, I actually went to this place uh, not too far from here. Um, kind of a local place, but it was called the Happy Hanger Cafe. Yeah, and we'd heard about it from our neighbors before. Right, our neighbors go quite a bit. I decided I want to go check this place out because I, I didn't really know what to expect. It's like this little cafe place. I knew it was at the little local airport, mm-hmm. um, but I thought enough of it to mention it here for people who maybe are passing through. It's called the Happy Hanger Cafe. It's just off of uh, 275. This is not an ad, by the way. I know and, it sounds like an ad, yeah. but they're not. And it's not in Tampa. It's like kind of north of it's in north of Tampa. It's in so, Lutz. About yeah. 20 miles north of Tampa, but it's right off the interstate. So yeah. if you're coming or going and you're looking for kind of a cool, interesting, little, unique, local place to eat, it's yeah. like a, it is a diner, mm-hmm. diner food, diner, breakfast food, burgers, but right. it's, it's really cheap. But the cool thing that I wanted to mention it here is because it's right off the interstate. So a lot of people could come and go and see it. Yeah. But it's 
at an airport. It's at the Tampa North Aero Park, which is like the small, it's not a major airport by any means. It's one stretch of concrete. Okay. It's a type of place for little airplanes. Like a small, yeah. Yeah, your small regional airport. But uh, you the, the diner is 200 feet from the runway, and there's a lot of outdoor seating, and you can watch planes coming and going, landing and taking off. While you're sitting there eating breakfast, we saw like a stunt plane take off. We saw these little, two little gyrocopters take off. That's cool. We saw a plane land. It's all happening right in front of you. We saw this family land, park right in front of the place, get out and come in and eat. So it's like, I wonder where they came from. It's kind of neat to think that they yeah. may have flown in from a different city just to have breakfast here. Oh, but yeah, I guess. the neatest thing that I thought it makes this kind of a place you might want to come, it definitely has like a bucket list aspect to it. So if you um, have like a bucket list type of item you want to knock off here, you can actually go on a flight in a 1941 biplane. That sounds so, terrifying. Yeah, if you're into that, <laughs> they've got that there. It's a ni- I, I talked to the owner of it, as a matter of fact. It's, okay. a, it's a 1941 Boeing Super Stearman. So this thing is like older than Dirt. World War II. <laughs> and it's in really good shape. I mean, you can tell it's been kept up. Okay. It's this beautiful blue and yellow biplane that's sitting right there in front of the restaurant. Uh-huh. And if you have this bucket list item to go up in a biplane, they can do it for you here. So that might be worth going to. If you even across, you know, wherever you, you live, if you're nearby and you want to do a... Yeah. A biplane ride. I think I'm going to skip that. I want to do it so bad. Oh, gosh. It's a little bit expensive. I looked it up. I looked up the prices. It's okay. 75 bucks for what they call the around the patch flight, which sounds to me. How long is that? Fly up. Well, hang on. Does it tell you how long it lasts? It, it says around the patch, which I think in air in pilot terms means take off, fly around the airport and land for 75 bucks. Oh, gosh. It's a little steep because the next one up is 125 bucks, and that's the 15-minute flight. But that's the one the girl said, well, you can, we'll do stunts and barrel rolls and stuff oh like that. Gosh. So if you are feeling more adventurous, adventurous, $125, 15 Suicidal. <laughs> and then it goes all the way up to a $400 one hour flight where they take you out to the beach and you get to fly around the beaches and down the, down the coast. And what the heck? that sounds cool. 400 bucks, a little steep, but if you've got like a little. that bucket list where I want to fly in a World War II era biplane up and down the beach and do barrel rolls. Here it is. Here it is. The Happy Hanger Cafe. So I wanted to mention that because we were there this morning and I thought it was really, really cool. Well, I didn't go, um, but I kind of want to now. I mean, it sounds like it has the kind of place that has a lot of character. It it does. It's like a diner, you know. Does it have like a whole bunch of like aeroplane aeronautics decorations? It does. It's got old airplanes on the walls. It's it's not like a hugely themed out place. I mean, it's a diner with uh, pictures of airplanes on the walls. The menu is sort of airplane themed, but more than anything, it was just neat to be able to sit outside and watch airplanes take off and land right in front of you while yeah. you're eating. There's probably a lot of little airports that have this. In fact, I know there's other airports that have this because we've been to a couple, but the biplane sitting there that you can walk up, talk to the pilot and have them take you for a ride. That's cool. I thought that was really cool. That I thought is that, cool. that was like the ultimate thrill ride, right? Yeah. I mean, talk about doing barrel rolls in an old plane. That's really cool. So yeah, that is pretty cool. I thought you can't do that very, very many places. Yeah. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, so that's my hidden gem of the week. Even okay. though we don't do it every week, I wanted to spit yeah. that one out. So <laughs> maybe it needs to be an every week thing. We'll see. Yeah, we'll we'll bring those up as we find them. Um, so well, this week you had an idea for a show. I did. And it, where did you come up with the idea? So again? I I came across an article. I subscribed to all these feeds in all my social media just to find things to talk about and news to bring up and. 
an article came up in allears.net. Okay. I've heard of them. You have? They're, yeah. They're not, they're a Disney blog. Yeah. They're not, the name All Ears, it first sounds like whatever an ear doctor would be, an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Oh, no, I, I know it's a, it's it's a, a Mickey Disney Mouse. thing, yeah. yeah. So they had a article this week called The 14 Most Inspiring Moments on Disney Attractions. Just like okay. 14 little moments that you see and make you go, you know, wow, you know, that kind of thing. And I saw that and I didn't really want to delve too deep into that but i did take the idea borrowed the idea and thought well why don't we think about moments ideas things that you remember just little fleeting moments in florida that made us say wow or inspiring or you remember or just things you think moments moments that you'll remember right either they're small fleeting or just things that maybe recur that make you just say wow and yeah that you maybe can't get anywhere else right so well and i came up with we said we were going to each come up with five um, and I you came you came up with a few extras just in case ours overlap and they may or may not but um, and then I asked our kids too and they gave me a couple oh so, really yeah so, we're gonna so, get some... so I have a couple of honorable mentions from okay. from from our kids that um, that I'll throw in there at some the end kitty input cool I yeah. didn't know you did that that's cool um, so do you want to go first I'll go first I'll knock okay. the first one out this one you may have but um, manatee encounters so we've done swimming with the manatees i do not have this one you don't have that one good mm-hmm. we've done swimming swimming with the manatees at crystal river and that's something i'll never forget you you, you jump in the water and you're with these big animals and yeah, that's, it feels like you're swimming next to an elephant i mean i know that they're not as big as an elephant but when you're so dwarfed by such a large animal I, that's just the the first thing that I compare it to, and even, you know? I remember first jumping in, you feel a little nervous, even though you oh, shouldn't. You know you shouldn't. You feel more than a little nervous. You're like, I'm getting I water with this huge thing. I felt extremely nervous. And they're the most gentle things ever. They, they, they really are. They really are. I mean, it's like swimming with a, I don't know, with a, with a stuffed teddy bear, you it, know? I mean, it's like... <laughs> the floaty potatoes. Yes. The Florida floaty potato. <laughs> That's that's all that it can do is is you know kind of nudge you out of the way and keep on swimming. And they do sometimes they do bump oh, into yeah. you because like they're purpose. very yeah. agile under the water and we aren't. Well, that's the only place in the state where it's actually legal to swim. Touch them, touch them. Yeah. Most of the time, if you can't, if you see them, you're not allowed to touch them. But and even then, you're you're supposed to let them initiate the contact, right. not you initiate the contact. They say just hands off if they come up to you and they want to belly rub, you're allowed to belly rub them. Right. Only in that one spot. If you see one anywhere else, you're not allowed to touch them outside of Crystal River. But more so than just the ones that we did where you jump in the water yeah. with them mm-hmm. is like the unexpected manatee encounter. Those oh, are sure. the ones that are, you know, wow, because you're just fishing or you're on a kayak, or you're hanging out on a pier. Yeah. And then a manatee comes by and it's just, whoa, like, yeah. wow. You and saw one actually at the beach. Do you remember that? I've seen, I've had a few. Like I've it was swimming few, by you have, while you were in the water. I've had a few unexpected encounters. One of my most memorable ones was at the beach. Um, I want to say it was like Reddington or Indian Rocks or yeah, somewhere something like that. Somewhere over there on the Gulf Coast. And I wasn't in the water at yeah, the time. Yeah, I'm in the so water and I'm playing around. I remember I'm playing around with my GoPro at the time. I'm like, they had the little waterproof case on it, and uh-huh. I'm and I'm trying to like just shoot some video. I'm like focusing on my GoPro in the water, and yeah. then I look to my left and there's a manatee five feet away from me like holy smokes there's a manatee and i think i startled it i was trying to call everybody's attention to it yeah and then all i saw it do is it stuck its tail in the air did and that it little tail and it flipped and it was gone <laughs> and i'm like oh man if i was just cool calm and collected and, yeah hey, he probably would have hung up manatee over here <laughs> right, right, right. Bit, but i kind of like whoa manatee and it was gone so that was a good one 
And just when we were at Homosassa Springs a couple of months or weeks ago, mm-hmm. we knew there was going to be manatees there. But there yep. was a moment when we were hanging out in that little underseas, underwater, underwater observation, yeah. looking at fish. And then some manatees came right up to the window. And that yeah. was like, wow, look at this. And whenever you see them, it's cool because they're just such a unique thing. Odd, 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 odd thing. animal. And to know it's a wild animal around yeah. here that you just see in the water, it is, right? Yeah. It's so I had one manatee. I mean, we went on our manatee encounter where we swam, which you already talked about, but we swam with them. And I have a vivid memory of being surrounded by manatees and that there was one manatee that was swimming toward me. And I've told you the story before, but I don't think I've said it on the podcast where he was swimming toward me and he wasn't, I don't think that he was interested in me at all. I think he was just wanting to be like on the other side of me. Like he wanted to swim. He wanted to be, he wanted to swim past me and I was in the way. And and he didn't care that you were in the (laughs) way. He did not care that I was in the way. And, and he was swimming and, and it may have been a she, I don't know. She, he was swimming toward me and I'm in the water desperate to get out of its way because it's ginormous. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm, paddling backwards with my hands like making like a a waving motion with my hands trying to get out of its way and um and it's just barreling through and swam right past me and like literally inches from me you know so that was kind of a cool experience i have one other manatee experience though that still sticks with me and i remember it was before we met and i i remember you telling me this story yeah i was i was out um I was exercising out on Bayshore. Bayshore Boulevard is kind of a famous, um, what it's like the longest, it's the longest sidewalk. continuous sidewalk in the world. It runs along Tampa Bay, along the bayfront in Tampa, and, and it's, it's a beautiful, picturesque yeah, area. The, one side is the bay, the other side is just million dollar homes. Yes, right? exactly. So I was, I was exercising. I was running down Bayshore, and I see out in the bay this V, you know, of water. Um, (laughs) right 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 right. so I'm like what the heck is that and I stop because I it it was like swimming straight toward me and I mean it was probably gosh I would say maybe two or three hundred feet out so it's swimming toward me I see this V it's making good time because like the V is pretty big yeah it's coming straight for me and um and I can see, I can't see what it is, but I see that it has like kind of a round snout, right? Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, well, if it has a round snout, it's not a, it's not a shark, you know? It's not like a, any kind of... It could an, be one I of mean, those like stingrays, but they don't it could hang have. out above like, the I water mean, a shark like has a round nut muzzle too, but you would have seen its fin, not the, not, yeah. mu- not the mouth of the dolphin, shark, Dolphin, maybe. Know? I thought dolphin, but then again, it was so like, uh, like a blunt front right. to this animal and I could not figure out what it was and then I thought could it be an alligator because I know gators aren't in salt water but I I, I thought maybe it's like brackish water and it like lost its way lost or crocodile. something yeah, it's yeah. weird how your brain went to everything yeah. before manatee I never even thought of a yeah. manatee and it's literally sw- swam right to me like I if I had been down like the the sidewalk is elevated so and then there's like a a beautiful concrete, a concrete like, barrier, yeah. barrier and it's a fence but it's not a it's not doesn't look like a fence it's a decorative you know concrete barrier and 
you look over it and down what maybe eight feet six, six eight feet, feet yeah. yeah is the water so there's no way you can get to the water it's it, there's no way you can touch the water but um the manatee literally swam straight to me and was right below me at the at the it's uh, like he water picked edge you there. out of all those people yeah and i'm like I, all these people are running past me going and i'm like guys guys look, guys look look, look, look yeah. do you see this you know and the manatee's just sitting there like turning over and turning over like he's like my best friend and it's he's so just crazy hanging out there and i i mean i probably sat there for a half an hour 45 minutes with the manatee finally i was like well i gotta go buddy you know <laughs> good to meet you and it's crazy how people are running and jogging and yeah. rollerblading and biking by and totally oblivious to this awesome thing but that probably happens to all of us it right was, yeah it we was were, amazing we were down there about a year ago and we were doing the same thing we we're riding our bikes yeah. not the sidebar on this story yeah and and some guy said hey those guys you just passed over there that was jim carrey we're like what? <laughs> Wait, like, what jim carrey was right there on the sidewalk just walking down bayshore boulevard and we and then we really and then we turned around and we couldn't find him no, again we so tried to go back and either look, we missed him or that guy didn't know what he was talking about or it was jim carrey and we just totally missed so him. so the next but time you go on bayshore you'll either run into a manatee or, Man- Ju- manatee or, or jim, jim carrey, carrey one or the other or a big dead boa constrictor or whatever oh, the heck yeah, that thing was that's yeah. true we did we've had yeah. quite a few bayshore experiences yeah. there was like this giant boa constrictor snake floating in the water it was gross that's a yeah that's yeah. one that-, that was one of the less, less picturesque <laughs> yeah. moments of bayshore Ugh. so what do so, you have on your Oh, you're, you're number one. I, sorry, we you, got so into that. You're that talking I, about manatees for. I know. I could just keep talking forever about manatees. Um, so I've got. I don't even know where to begin, but I think what I'm going to start with is kind of the. Maybe this is a little cliche. All right, I like cliches. But I just have so many moments. There's been so many moments in my life where we're at the beach, you and me and our kids, and it's sunset. And all of a sudden, everyone stops, right? Everyone stops and watches the sunset. Yep. And it doesn't matter what you're doing or where, you know, what's going on. Everyone just stops what they do. They don't, they're not walking anymore. They're not building their sandcastle. They just stop and they just look at the sunset. I'm getting chills right now just saying <laughs> it. And... Everyone is just sitting there, and we're, it's like a community. It's, it's like a joined experience, Joined right? experience, yep. watching this amazing... And I know you can see a sunset in other places. Like, if you're on, you know, the West Coast, you can see sunsets. But, I mean, we're one of the very few Well, this places. is the West Coast of Florida, right? It's the West Coast of Florida, right. but it's not the West Coast of the United of the States. US, sure. But, <laughs> but um, we're one of the few places in the world, I would think, where you can see a sunset and a sunrise in the same state over an ocean. You can do that. Yeah, Gulf, you can you drive... Know? Wow. That's good. Japan, maybe. But yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, it's right. just kind of a unique experience here. So you could do you it in could, Australia. Oh, that's a heck of a drive. In the, I mean, you could be on the East Coast in the morning and watch the sunrise and drive to the West Coast by the nighttime and watch the sunset. And that's a couple hour drive. You could easily easily do done. It. You're right. Easily do it. So, um, I mean, that's pretty amazing to me. You know, I think that's pretty cool. And there's just nothing to, like the experience to me of, of watching a sunset on the beach with your family and feeling that moment like, gosh, I just love you guys so much. And this is so amazing. And nature's so beautiful. And then as the sun sets and it goes down below below the horizon, and every, then people everybody clap. claps. It's so weird, it's right? It's so awesome. I know. It always gives me chills to people clap. Right? I mean, it, that is such an amazing experience. And to me, like that's just like the ultimate wow experience. It's people you know experiencing nature and appreciating it and, and enjoying it with their family like i'm getting like all choked up you know i can, tell. I can see <laughs> like, you it's right it's such an amazing experience yep. and if you haven't ever experienced that 
immediately go to the nearest beach on the West Coast <laughs> and experience it because it is such a wow I, moment. I've seen people clap in Clearwater quite a bit. I yeah. know, I know, I think this sort of started in Key West. Yeah. Uh, Mallory Square is yeah. a famous place where people watch the sunset and they do all these street performers route and they sort of tried to recreate that in Clearwater a little bit at the pier there. They do a sunset fest with the sunset, obviously, and then there's street performers yeah. and there's people selling stuff. And I remember I was down there at Frenchie's, which is this restaurant that sells like grouper sandwiches and yeah. stuff. I was there with a buddy of mine who was visiting here from Connecticut and okay. he thought about moving here, but he wanted to come check out the area a little bit. And so then he, he was did hanging move out. here. Well, that was one of the things, man. I was taking him to places <laughs> that I would try to like sell him on it. Yeah. So we went to uh, sell him on it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we went to Frenchie's, went to Clearwater and the... We're all hanging out in there. We're just having group of sandwiches, drinking some beers. The sun goes down. Everyone stops, does what you're doing, yeah. what, what you just said, and then applauds, right? And he looks around. He's like, people are applauding the sunset. And he kind of like got caught up in it. And he's like, I think I'm going to move here. <laughs> like, he thought that was really cool. It so, is really cool. And I do love that. It's an yeah. amazing experience. So uh, that, to me, is a wow moment that you really have to experience when you come to Florida. And I'm going to, for my next one, I'm going to sort of piggyback on this. It's a little bit further okay. down my list, but it is a beach one. Okay. It's one of those, like, wow, this is a, such a cool moment. Okay. Florida moment experience. Um, Siesta Key Beach, last year for 4th of July. Yeah. Uh, it rained a little bit. In the afternoon, as it does in Are you Florida. Gonna, you're going to steal one of mine. I have a feeling. This is why I went. This is why I picked more than five, because I had a feeling you were going to choose this one. But then we came back out to the beach after hanging out in some little beach bar place. Uh, we came back out, and then the sun came back out again, yep. as it does in Florida. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a wasn't a wasted summer day. Right. And then the beach got crowded again, and then darkness came and the fireworks started going off like it does you know like fourth of july, 4th of july yeah. but we saw the sarasota ones the siesta key ones we're yes. looking down the venice beach ones are going off but it was just a beautiful night now you look you look at the beach all these kids are throwing around like glow sticks like it's like yeah. crazy and, and then, you look above you in the sky you can see stars you above can see you stars but then out out, out you look west out into the yeah, gulf over the gulf the thunderstorm that it came through a few hours ago was out there out there so you look to your west there's thunder going off thunder and lightning happening yeah right above you there's fireworks and off to the left there's all these kids throwing glow sticks and stuff and it was such a cool sensory experience and we're in the water during this we're out yes. 100 yards into the water and yes. maybe about three feet of water just very cool like one of those like this is a cool very cool moment that I wish everybody could experience. It was. And that, not that exact experience was on my list, but the experience, because that's, that's just one time, you know, that I've ever done that. But it seems like every time I go to the beach, like we used to every other summer, like we, we alternated our, our summer family vacations at my, with my mom and dad. So, like, we would go, one summer we would go up north to the mountains or North Carolina or, you know, Charleston, whatever, something like that. And then on the alternate summer, we'd get a beach house and we'd stay at the beach. So, it was like every other summer we'd do the beach thing. And I have vivid memories all growing up of sitting out on a balcony or sitting on the back porch of our beach house or beach condo, whichever one we had rented that year, and it never fails because every summer there's a summer thunderstorm, right? Afternoon. Every afternoon. Every day. Every afternoon there's a summer thunderstorm. So pretty much every night of the summer, it was there was a, a lightning show over the Gulf, out in the Gulf. And, and it's just, there's something about sitting in the dark at the beach, listening to the waves crashing, and seeing this amazing lightning show off in the distance. 
it's it's a very like surreal but also like peaceful moment yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Another one of those like you know, just awe of nature, the awe of nature that you feel. You know, it's just I don't know. I I can't. It's I can't even put it into words. I just want that feeling again. Like I want to go and experience that again. <laughs> I have a weird relationship with like lightning because you know how it's probably the thing I'm most like. You're very afraid, afraid of, it. of it. Yeah. When I'm out in like a storm, when it's coming down a lot, like wow, people are this could like hit you. I mean, it's really coming out. But when it's Oh, far in the distance and you just kind it's of beautiful. see it you don't hear it then I love it it's yeah, like my favorite thing beautiful. in the world and we get both of that here yes but there's enough times where it's coming down in the middle of an afternoon thunderstorm and I'm like I'm not going anywhere I'm staying right here <laughs> right 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 well yeah so that was definitely on my list the the lightning shows over the beach that's awesome I love that and I mean there's lightning shows you can see a lightning show anywhere but there's just something about being on the beach and hearing the waves crashing and no trees or anything you know blocking your view it's just open, you know, open air and lightning in the distance. Well, you say you can get them anywhere, but they're easy to come by here. I mean, it's this is like the lightning capital of the yeah. world. Well, I guess I, well, it used well, to be I guess the world. when I say anywhere, I mean anywhere in Florida. In Florida you can sure. see a lightning show, but there's something about the beach that I feel like it makes it. It's almost more of like a. It's a great canvas. Sure, so you to get speak, that whole wide open show, area. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. why that night when we had the fireworks going and the lightning going, so cool. Yeah. Love that. I love Absolutely. That. Um, okay, so my next one is um, something that you haven't experienced. Have not. No, okay. and the kids have not either. I'm the only one that's, compl- and I haven't completely experienced it either, but I want us to go do it. And that is Devil's Den. Yeah, you were down there. We I went, was down there. You went down in there, yeah. So, and this was on our top 10 places Floridians don't want you to know about. And um, if you see the video, I think it's the thumbnail of the video, isn't it? That I, I don't remember. So, the, it's this really amazing, and we've talked about it before, but it's an amazing half wet, half dry cave in, um, in the middle of Florida, basically. And... During it's a spring, so it's seventy-two degrees all year round, and and it's called Devil's Den because during the winter time, when it's below seventy-two degrees in the air, there's steam coming out of this cave that has a hole at the top, and so it looks like smoke coming so out of the ground. That must be the Devil's Den. Exactly. So it looks like that smoke coming out of the place. ground. The bad place, <laughs> right? We've been watching the good place. Um, so we. Uh, I went down there. We didn't swim down there. I, I didn't swim down there. I just got video for that that YouTube video that we made called Top 10 Places yep. Flirting Doesn't Want You to Know About. Um, but it was amazing. The water was crystal clear blue. There were turtles down there, people scuba diving, people snorkeling. The, there was this swath of sunlight glittering, you know, kind sure, of coming sure. in through like the hole. Like that beam of light. Yeah, a yeah. beam of light glittering, coming down into the hole, and then, you know, refracting in the water, and you could still see the sunlight going through down to the water. It was unbelievable, the beauty of it. And you look around, and there's, if you want to see what I'm talking about, check out that video. You can fast forward to that part <laughs> if you want, but... Even not even just the hole of the where the sunlight is coming in is beautiful, but if you turn around and look at the cave itself, the way that the light refracts on that refracts and reflects on that cave, it's like a million different colors in that cave all throughout That's it. That's awesome, and it's yeah. unbelievably beautiful. And I've seen tons of pictures of it. I haven't been down in there like you said, but I've seen, yeah, it looks amazing. It is amazing, and it's just as beautiful. When you're looking at it as it is in the pictures. I mean, it's not like one of those things where you're just like, eh, it's not the same. I know it's a real popular place for scuba classes and people 
who are beginner divers to go out there and practice and like one of their first dives one of their yeah. first dives and there were a lot of scuba divers there when I was there right I think they even do like open water certification diving there because mm-hmm. it's like a controlled environment it's right. almost like it is not a swimming pool it's like a natural body of water it's big it's deep yeah. it's got clear water and fish but it's not like a, the open ocean either right it's like a mm-hmm. like almost like a big natural swimming pool so right and it's know, gorgeous. I, I just it's... can't say it enough. It's so gorgeous. It, it definitely was one of those like natural man-made wonders that you just look at it and you're like, wow, this is unbelievable. And it's I'm surprised there's not more places like that because there's lots of springs. We know there's mm-hmm. a lot of underwater caves. Sure. But not any places other than this that I No, know not of. that have that kind of outer cave feel. You know, like a it feels like you're going I mean, you are. You're in a cave. With a hole at the top of it um, that's filled, in, you know, with water at the bottom. So a lot of caves are filled with water all the way. Yeah. You have to, you can't be in them unless you have scuba gear. And that's so. something I have no interest in doing. Right. I watched those cave diving videos. And yeah, it gives you the willies. It, it looks really cool. I'm glad other people are doing it because yeah. I get to go down there and see what it looks like under the cave. Sure, sure. But From oh, a safe man. environment on yeah, my couch. It looks, it, I know it's not safe. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that's another one of mine. That's very cool. So I have, that's funny that you mentioned that because one of mine is scuba diving related. Okay. So um, I don't dive nearly as much as I used to or like to. I think this is probably more of like a kids and family life getting in the way, but yeah. I'd, I'd like to pick it back up again. But a while back, um, I did go diving on a wreck out here in the Gulf of Mexico yeah. called the Sheridan. It's an old tugboat that they, mm-hmm. they sunk out there. It's about 20 miles off of Indian Rocks Beach. Yeah. It's in about 75 feet of water, and the top of it comes to about 40 feet. So it's a really easy dive. If, as long as you... As long as you're certified, and it's yeah. it's not technical. I it's remember not you cave telling diving. me about this. Yeah, I think you even bought this for me for a gift one year. I probably you, did, yeah. You said, here you go, you're going diving tomorrow. And it's a wreck dive, it's the Sheridan. I'm like, okay, that's <laughs> no no complaints here. Yeah. So we went out there, and we've, I've, do- I've dove quite a bit. Not tons. I mean, I'm not like, I wouldn't consider myself like a super, you know, around the world diver. But I've gone a few places. So... The Sheridan, though, it's out here on the Gulf Coast, which technically isn't usually considered the best diving coast. Most scuba divers in Florida like the Keys. Well, that's like legendary. Yeah. And the South uh, South Florida coast. But went out there, did this wreck called the Sheridan. And the when we get in the water there, um, first thing I see is just the huge amounts of like this huge bait ball in the water. Like you've seen just tons and tons of little mini okay. fish. You're going down there. And I got hooked up. I went by myself. Yeah. Uh, so they linked me up with a buddy on the boat. You have a buddy, someone who kind of yeah. hangs out with you. And you have he was, to have a buddy when you scuba dive, you, for those of you that don't know. You have to have a buddy, but I guess my buddy, he was from Australia. Okay. Super nice guy, but I think they must do things a little differently down there. Okay. Because we get down there and we have a really, really cool dive. Just a really fun time. There's these huge Goliath grouper, which was sort of like the wow moment within the wow moment. Yeah. This huge Goliath grouper, the biggest fish I've ever seen, just... They bark at you underwater. They make like yeah. this drum beat noise. And halfway through the dive, I can't find the guy. Like he just oh, went geez. off and did his own thing. <laughs> That's why I'm, I think he even mentioned on the boat, he's like, yeah, in Australia, we don't really do the buddy system. I'm like, well, I can tell because we're down there. I don't know where you went. And and so I'm like, well, I, as long as I can see other people on our dive group, yeah, you I'm, felt okay. I'm fine. You know, I can see everybody else. And if I have a problem, which, you know, I hopefully won't and probably shouldn't. 
I'll be all right. So I'm looking around. I'm just kind of now it's not a buddy dive. It's more of a group dive. I'm hanging out with everybody. Mm-hmm. Can't find my dive buddy. When I look at my thing and I see that I've got it's time to come up. I'm sort of got down to my 1000 PSI, which is like, yeah, that's when you have to start coming up. So you have plenty of time. So I grab the little uh, anchor wire. I'm moving my way up. And that's when I see that I am all by myself. And this sounds scary, but to me it wasn't. It was actually really, really cool. Okay. I'm heading up the anchor wire. I'm looking at my watch, kind of timing myself. And I look around and I see that I am surrounded by thousands of barracuda. I mean, as far as the eye can see, just in this big circle, I am in the middle of a huge school of barracuda. Just circling. There's this anchor line that comes down. This this wreck is uh, has a buoy on the top, so you can see it if, uh-huh. if you're if you're coming out there. That they have it marked, right? And all these barracuda are swimming around the anchor line, and I'm looking around like, whoa! Like they weren't right on top of me. I mean, they're a good 50 feet away. But you turn to your left, you see barracuda swimming in a big circle. You turn to your right, barracuda just yeah circular, just circular. And I'm by myself, and I'm like, okay, my buddy is gone. And I'm looking at this and I'm think I'm just thinking, I know barracuda aren't really dangerous. I mean, they've been known to bite people, but I'm just sitting there by myself thinking, I'm just going to kind of take this in for a minute because how often are you going to see this? Right, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I hung on there probably longer than I needed to for my little safety stop. And then yeah. I came right back to the top and I was like. You guys see all these barracuda down here? <laughs> so that was one of those really cool little wow yeah. moments that um, I said I'll never go cave diving. That's not my thing, but this was really cool. I loved that. That's awesome. I loved that. So I would definitely, definitely do that if you're a diver and you're in this area, the Gulf Coast area, and then someone says, "Hey, you want to go do the Sheridan?" Do it. It's a really cool dive. Uh, That's th- awesome. The water isn't crystal clear, Keys, Bahamas, but it's right. clear enough. You know, it's, it's clear, clear enough. It's clear enough. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. That well, was, that's good. That was a cool moment. That's awesome. That was very, that's cool, very cool Well, okay. So my next one is also dive related. <laughs> so this will be the end of the dive related ones, I assume, because it sounds like that was the last of yours. Um, so this is one that I did with you. And it was, to me, probably one of the coolest dives I've ever done. Are we talking about Hudson Grotto? No. Although Hudson Grotto, I remember when we came up from Hudson Grotto, and Hudson Grotto basically is a giant sinkhole. Yeah. And... um, and full of water it's tea colored water okay it's kind of like what devil's den would be if if it was filled all the way to the top if devil's den was filled all the way to the top and not really super clear water yeah it's an old sinkhole right i don't know okay maybe yeah um but this is this is not a spring so it's not very pretty so it looks like you're swimming in tea colored water and there's a crazy, um, we're going off track here because this is not what I was going to talk about, but there's crazy thermoclines, which means, for those of you that don't know, it's like the, when the when the temperature drops suddenly, it's like layers of temperature drops when you go down when you're scuba diving. It's very dramatic. Extremely dramatic. Yeah. And it was, I was so cold. Like, I felt like, and we were wearing wetsuits. Yeah. I felt like. I'd never be warm again. Yeah, I'd never be warm again. Like <laughs> the know? top 10 feet of water, 20 feet of water, it was like 70, 80, mid to 80 degree water. Then you dip yeah, down. Yeah, maybe it's like, then it goes to like 70s. And then you hit this one spot. And, and then like, it's like, whoa, it's whoa, cold. I'm in like, it, it's got to be like 60s right. or 50s, I feel like, you know. Um, and you look, and as you're swimming, the, the, this is the other thing that made it so cool. So maybe this is one of my honorable mentions, is you can't see below you. Like, I mean, it's, 
dark. It's black. It was weird. So you're the water, like swimming in a black hole. Right. The water was clear enough that you could see everybody, but it looked like you were in the middle of the night. It was, yeah. it was really creepy and really eerie. It was eerie. really weird. Yeah. It was like you're swimming in lake water, but when you look down, you can't see any bottom. Like there is no bottom at all. It was you know? literally like swimming over space. And you can't it, really yeah. look up when you're scuba diving because you have this giant tank on your back, yeah. so you can't really see up. You can't, like, look up very well, so you couldn't... You know, the sun was coming down into the water, Yeah, which if you is, looked up, you could see sky. Right. And you could see, you know, the people you were scuba diving with because of the sun shining sure. in. But when you looked down, it was just a black hole. It was... I and mean, then you're floating over it. So yeah. You just felt it was like, so creepy. Yeah. And I remember when we came out, I said to you, do you remember what I, I said? I remember your words. We came up top, <laughs> and you looked around... And it sounds scary, and it kind of was. It, it was, was scary. But it was creepy in a, it was scary in a cool way. So we come to the top, and it's beautiful blue day again. You yeah. just pop right 40 feet up, and you're, in the, you're in, in the daylight again. And you said, that was the coolest, scariest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and it was. And our dive master was like, yeah, that was pretty cool, huh? And yeah, But then I remember people saying how cold they were. Like Everyone was yeah. like, I was getting ready to call that dive off. I was freezing. It was really cold. Yeah. It was really cold. So that was not what I was going to talk about. <laughs> Sidebar. Maybe we should have talked about that. Um, what I was going to talk about was the time that you and I went scuba diving at Jenny Springs. Oh, yeah. So Jenny Springs is another spring. It's crystal clear blue water. And I don't really know exactly what or where we were, but we were in a place where it, it we went into like this, what seemed like, it seemed like, you know, that part in Finding Nemo when they're like, you know, go over the the um, divide, not through it. You oh, know? sure, sure. Uh, the cavern. The, the, yeah, like it's like the, a, a crevice in the middle of the earth, you know, like go over it, not through it. I felt like we were in one of those. OK. OK. And it was it felt like we were cave diving, except when you looked up, it was all open ocean. Sure, I mean, open sure. spring and you could see the sun and no big deal. But on either side of us was a rock wall. I remember that. You know, yeah. and it was. So cool because it felt like we were cave diving without 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 the fear of killing without ourselves. risking death. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And it was crystal clear, clear blue. And I just remember thinking, this is really cool. Like I'm really enjoying. Like I'm not I'm not as into scuba diving as you are, especially if it's like out in the Gulf and they're just swimming around looking at fish. Like I like fish and everything, but I want to see something cool, like a wreck or you know a cave or something you know scary. I just cool. like being down you there. Just like I being think underwater. it's just fun being down there. Yeah, yeah. But I like I want to see something, and this was kind of like it it wasn't scary but it felt like it could be scary because it kind of felt like a cave dive but we were completely safe and not within a cave and um i don't know i just have vivid memories of that thinking gosh that was so cool Ginny Springs is another is a very cool place to go. Even just if you're not a diver, they've got yeah, tubing there. They do. You can swim there. There is like an underwater cavern there that you can go into, even if you're not cave certified. Right. Where it's not like a straight up cave, but it is kind of like an overhead environment where yeah. you go in. There's rocks above you. You're not going to get lost. In yeah, there. you see your bubbles hitting the ceiling. Yes. and it looks really neat. It was so cool. But you turn around, and you can see. The clear open, open, yeah, open entrance, fine, spring, and you turn yeah. on, you come out. Yeah, that was really cool. Cuny Springs is awesome. We haven't been there in a while. Yeah, 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 we need to go back. So what's next on your list? I have, this is sort of a cruise one. So I know a lot of people come down to Florida and they do cruises, and this is a big cruising place. We just went on a cruise last year. Yeah. Or was it last year? Last summer, yeah. Last so summer. This is a, another one of those little just fun wow moments that I think I like a lot, and I know a lot of people do, but one is uh, a, a Miami one, and one is a Tampa one. So Okay. When you're in that like sail away moment out of Miami, 
I love that you see all those big million dollar homes and I just love seeing all those boats coming coming in from the ocean and then going out. Yep. And then that moment where you cross just when you're leaving the channel and you see South Beach right there. Yep. And you look up. You're going, yep, like this is on your list. This is this on your list? It's not on my list, okay. but it was on our daughter's list. It was. Yeah. Really? That's awesome. <laughs> so you look north and you just, you see South Beach. And you can see all the way up and down the Miami area beaches. Yep. And you just see all these umbrellas and all these people mm-hmm. and all those colors. And I just think that's such a neat moment. It was. And at that moment like your cruise is just beginning and yep. the, the music is playing and everyone's having a fun time and that's one of those really cool wow cool wow moments leaving from miami is a really fun one because you get to see it's the the port is huge and you get to see everyone coming and going on their ships and there's jet skis jumping over yeah. the wake of the of the boat and then tampa has one that i think is really cool too um the sunshine skyway bridge is mm-hmm. the bridge that goes over the mouth of the bay and the cruise ships have to leave they go underneath it right and most of the ships only clear it by a, a few feet a couple feet or yeah. less i think our the captain came on or i don't know if it was the captain but someone said yeah when we leave the funnel the big red thing on the top of the ship uh-huh. the carnival ship we're only going to clear that by about 18 inches so you're like that's so crazy. Yeah, like the, like the tide has to be out. Yeah, you know, the tide or has to be like out. Or yeah. We can't do it at high tide because yeah. it'll be too close, or something like that. I don't know if that's true because the boat is so heavy. Is that a couple of inches gonna matter? I don't know. I don't know. But we went out and you look up and you see that yeah, your ship is missing the top of this massive bridge, which is one of the biggest bridges in the world, really. Yeah by a couple of feet and it's not even 18 inches and you're like oh we're gonna scrape that thing and then nope we don't <laughs> yeah it's kind of creepy just a really neat moment yeah that yeah. is kind of creepy well our daughter said that um for the miami cruise what really struck out to her was as we were leaving seeing the cars zoom by because you're kind of um leaving parallel to a highway that's right. driving and um she said oh, seeing all those cars driving by and you know you're leaving and it's like they're you're on this like vacation and they're driving by zooming by you know and she mentioned like you know jet skis and boats and stuff like that she she said that it was just one of those moments like she's like i'll never forget that you're that going on so vacation cool. and they're just doing their daily business yeah. in their car completely yeah. oblivious to the fact that all these people are over there having fun yep yep yeah so she also thought that was really cool i think about that sometimes when I, if i look up and see an airplane flying over and i'm, if I'm just like at work i'll be like so most people are probably going on vacation, a really cool place, and I'm yeah. just sitting here. And then I have the opposite feeling, like if I'm on an airplane going somewhere awesome, and we fly over a city, I look down and be like, "You poor suckers are all working." I'm going to wow, you're I'm so go- nice. I'm going somewhere <laughs> cool. Yep, hey, everybody gets to do it, but you get to be on both ends of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so before I get to my last one, because I only have one more, I have one more too. Um, I'm gonna talk about I have two more. Okay, uh, I'm gonna talk about our daughter's other. Um, favorite, which is I have a, as an honorable mention here on mine. Okay. And she said, and I don't know if she actually remembers this or if she's just like, you know, thinking about how it would feel. Okay. But um, remembering it through what people have told her, maybe? Maybe. Okay. Um, but she said the first time she ever crossed under the 
Welcome to Walt Disney World, oh, where, where dreams come true. Sure, sure. She said that was like a wow moment. I think that's like, a wow moment for a lot of people. Yeah. The, yeah. The, she's like, the first time, like, you know you're going to Disney World, and it's just, you just are like, wow, I'm really going to be here, and it's where dreams come true, and your dreams are going to come true, and I thought that was kind of cool. I think it's funny how now, right at that entranceway, that big famous entranceway, it's a very famous sign. Oh, yeah. Has these signs that are, I think, are pretty recent. I think this is sort of an age of Instagram thing, where it says, Absolutely no stopping, strictly enforced. You've seen those signs now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They see right there that I guess probably a lot of people. A lot of people try to stop and take pictures. Yeah, Yeah. we're pulling over and taking pictures and Instagram. I'm going to post this all over Instagram. And I noticed it too at the Florida border now. You'll see the same sign right next to the Florida welcome sign. Yeah. It says absolutely no stopping, strictly enforced. There is another sign at the welcome center. So when you go to the welcome center, which is a mile in, they've got like a mock-up yeah fake version of the sign that you can hang out underneath well because i mean if you think about it like when you go to the smoky mountains there's a ton of those like welcome to the smoky mountains and there's actually pull-offs yeah that to you can do pictures pull off yeah. and take pictures with it and stuff and anytime you drive by it, there's always somebody next to that sign taking a picture every you time know? Yep. so i mean you get it i, I think, get I think it. we did that yeah we did yeah we did yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh go ahead with you have two more. Or? I got two more. Okay. Well, I, one of them. This is this one is kind of an ongoing thing. You still they still do this, but I just think it's just a wow every time for me. Is every time there's a night launch from Kennedy Space Center. Oh uh, yeah, we've never seen it. We've never done it there. We've never gone to Kennedy to do it. Um, a lot of times it's just hard to schedule because they get scrubbed a lot. Right. But the cool thing is whenever they do, you can see them from the whole state. A daytime ones you can see them. I've seen them from. Over here on the Tampa coast, I've seen them as far south as Fort Myers. Look, and you can still yeah, see it. Yeah. But when they do a nighttime launch, everybody sees it. Like you can right. see it across the whole, whole state. state. Like yeah. this, you're we're, we're over here, well over 100 miles away from the east yeah. coast of Florida. Yeah, and it's you, easy to see. You still see this fireball. It's going like up. an orange fireball, right, yeah, going up in the sky. And they don't do the space shuttle anymore. They retired that program, but they still do space. It, it seems like there's more launches going off than ever before because right. of SpaceX. So every couple of weeks, it seems like, hey, there's a launch going. And I'll go outside in front of the house and look that direction and watch it go up. And it's just every single time. I love it. Especially yeah. at night. It's amazing. The night I mean, launches that is, are cool. That's a pretty big wow. And you it's know? one of those things where where else are you going to see that, right? I mean, that's... I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. And it's amazing how whenever I go out, I'm like, maybe I'm just a big dork, but I go out there and sometimes I'm the only one in the neighborhood out there watching this thing go up. I'm like... Don't. But I think that that's good. I mean... We all should probably be out there right? appreciating it. I just wish that was right the case. Yeah. 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 No, I think you're right. And I'll sometimes run into a neighbor. They'll be like, what are you doing out here? Like, oh, rocket's about to go up from NASA. Oh, cool. And they'll sit and watch it yeah, with me. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. Like, yeah. Right. I think that's neat. Yeah. yeah. No, it is neat. It is really neat. Well, mine feels um, kind of uh, superficial now compared to yours because <laughs> it's like space exploration. Well, you're talking about the sunset and how the game <laughs> brings know, you to I tears. I know, I know, but I started with that one, and my my last one is kind of the reason I the reason I put this on here is because it was it's so fresh in my memory. Okay. And um, so so what's your favorite roller coaster? My favorite roller coaster of all time. Of all time. Yeah, in like the whole the world. one that just brings you the most joy. Oh, man, that's a darn good question. Um, brings me the most joy. Hmm. All right. I think I know what it is. It's not a Florida roller coaster, though. Okay, that's all right. All right. I have Boulder Dash. It's, it's a roller coaster called Boulder Dash. Okay. It's in Bristol, Connecticut. Okay. It's a theme park called Lake Compounds. Okay. 
and which is the oldest park, oldest theme park in America, I do believe. So they got this roller coaster called Boulder Dash, which runs up and down along the side of a mountain. Oh, wow. And it's spectacular. It's a, it's a wooden coaster that you go up through the woods mm-hmm. and then it turns around and it comes down through the woods in the mountains and it's up and down and it's up and down. And the whole time is just a absolute blast. Like, I think you've shown me a video of this. It's great. 100% yeah. fun. Um, my favorite Florida coaster. Okay, that's so hard. I know on like the list that we put together back, I listed Space Mountain first, which was controversial, and I've mentioned well, that. Right, but there was reasons. I, I don't mean what's your favorite roller coaster of like and taking in nostalgia. I mean sure. just fun, pure Bo- fun value. Like, what do you enjoy being on the most? Boulder Dash, Boulder Dash, which uh, isn't but, here. But what about Florida? Florida, man, Space Mountain is a lot of fun. I I really really like. Um, Cheetah Hunt at Bush Gardens. Okay, All that right. ride is so fun. It's it is just, fun. It's smooth and it's got the up and down and the, the little. I love that part where it wags back and forth through yeah. the canyon. Yeah, yeah, that ride is just a lot of fun. I know Sea World has a lot of good roller coasters too, but yeah. So now take your favorite roller coaster of all time or your favorite Florida roller coaster and put it in the dark. Yeah. Um, it it kind of takes it to the next level. Right. And that's what happened to us just recently when we rode Expedition Everest. This was just a week or two ago. Yeah, we went on Expedition Everest at night. And it was... I don't think we've ever done it at night before. I've never done it at night before because it it was a wow moment for me. It, it really was. It, it, for me too. I can't believe I didn't think of this till now. I, I mean, doing it at night. And it was kind of a really dark night that night too. I felt like it was... Like when we were, I mean, there's not a lot of lights on that mountain or anything like well, that. Well, there's a part where you go through the dark. You're going through tunnels. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's all completely pitch black, right? But then there's there were there are parts where you're outside, and it was very dark that night, and there's not a lot of lights shining on that mountain. So you're still really in the dark. I mean, you can see a little bit because it's not like you know you're not in a cave. Sure. But it was very dark. The entire roller coaster experience was very dark. And I, we went on that ride, got off the ride, and I immediately wanted to get back on the ride. And y'all wouldn't let me. But it was awesome. It was so wow. Well, I can still picture, remember that moment when you're going backwards and then yes. you go forwards and then it's in the dark. It's dark outside. It's always dark in that tunnel anyway, but because yeah. it was night, it was extra dark. Right. And all you heard was all the howling and screaming from everybody on the ride and the metal on metal of the roller coaster and yes. just that that it's like a cool, sensory experience. Yeah, it was like a really cool moment. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. I thought about, I meant to talk about that last week because right after it was still fresh in my memory, I yeah. thought that was a really cool It was an amazing cool experience. Yeah, so, Expedition Everest at night is... So whatever you, I mean, I don't know if it's, do- if it's Expedition Everest specifically or if it needs to be your favorite roller coaster specifically or whatever your favorite roller coaster is in Florida, but... Um, to me, obviously, Expedition Everest is my favorite roller coaster. And riding it at night, it was just an it was a whole new level. And it makes you realize why people like Space Mountain so much. Because it's not like Space Mountain's a great roller coaster. It's a fine roller coaster. But what makes it great is that you can't see. Right. Turn the lights on and yeah. it's probably... It's no big deal. Right. But... Any it's, roller coaster, especially a good roller coaster, if you turn off the lights, it's going to be even cooler. I don't know. I just thought that it, it just blew my mind, and I highly recommend it. Yeah, we need to. I want to do uh, Cheetah Hunt at night. I think that would be really cool. When it you're going probably through those little would. Canyons yeah, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, and the like side to side like yeah. thing that you were just talking about with the the cheetah like racing. You I've know? never done that at night. Yeah, no, but I bet it's really cool. And we have to go once this new big uh, yeah. giant coaster gets absolutely. Gets open. Yeah. 
So that was my that's my last wow moment. So I have one more, and that's gonna that's gonna leave it for me. I wasn't going to. I was really trying to keep theme parks off of this. Okay. But you went to theme parks with Expedition Everest, but I'm gonna throw this one in anyway. And this was the first time, the big wow moment I had. The first time we had gone to Islands of Adventure to see the new Hogsmeade, the oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. That's yeah, the, a great one. The Wizarding World of Harry Potter when that was first opened because. We went through there. It had not been open that long. I don't know. I I don't know about Hogsmeade though. Well, For me, I think the wow moment was Diagon Alley. Well, Hogsmeade was the first Di- one. Hogsmeade though. was the first one, but it's not nearly as whoa. We're really in Harry Potter world right now I know, as Diagon Alley. I know, but but because Hogsmeade came first, that felt like the game changer. Yeah, I like guess. we went in there, and it was the first thing that they'd ever done like that. I don't think Disney has ever even really done anything that immersive. Yeah. I just remember going in there and I never even read any of the books. I'd seen some of the movies and I wasn't like a Harry Potter fan. I am now probably because of this. Yeah. So we went in there and everybody was just having such a good time. Like you could see all these, everybody I remember had a you huge saying, smile on their face. I remember you saying, you're like, I feel like I'm missing something here. I did. I and did. You I, were like, I was yep. like, you are missing something. I felt like because I didn't know all the backstory that I was like missing out on something. And I'm yeah. looking at everybody seemed legitimately super happy and stoked to be there. And yes. All this like immersive theming was going on, and like this is really cool. And that was the moment that like I said, fine, I'll listen to all the books on tape, which you've been pestering me to do for yeah forever. And I'm really glad I did because I really loved them all. But uh, Diagon Alley, I actually think is better. Oh yeah. But because they're both great, but because this was like the one that came first and sort of changed the game mean. and set the pace, everybody. Yep. And now that's what made Disney open up the whole Avatar, Pandora world. Now yeah. they're doing Star Wars, and every I think everybody wants. It was a game changer. Yeah, it was that I think big right. like oh no moment for everybody else. Like we yeah. really gotta we gotta step up our game. <laughs> yeah, and it's gonna make everything better. I think yeah. across you know the yeah. board. So that was a big one. It is a great one. That's yeah. a really great one. I can't believe it's not on my list. I know you're the Harry Potter nerd. <laughs> Well, this was really great. And I, I, I love these kind of moments. I mean, I, this is a purely selfish reason for me that I love our podcast. But I feel like these kind of moments where we talk about things like that, it, it helps me remember them for the future. Right. These it's are like a journal. So, yeah. These are moments are so important. And and we like we're I, I mean, I love that we're doing this podcast so that we can share these moments with our people so that they can come to Florida and hopefully have similar moments yep. too. Yep. So hopefully you guys will come and, and, and make your own wow moments here in Florida. Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you like this podcast, please support us by giving us a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing us with your friends and family. You can find us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or pretty much anywhere you download a podcast. Another more direct way to support the show is by visiting our website, sunshinestatepodcast.com, and clicking through on the button that says Become a Patron. It's a safe and secure way that you can support the show, and there are different levels, some of which will give you bonus content and even qualify you as an advertiser on the show. There is also an Amazon link on our webpage. If you click through that link and just make your normal purchases, Amazon gives a commission to the show at no cost to you. You can also follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Our handle is at Florida Podcast or search Sunshine State of Mind on YouTube. And be sure to check out our website at sunshinestatepodcast.com. We will see you guys next time.